Welcome to another episode of Tank Talk. So excited to be here with you today. We've got so much to talk about. Trust me, this is going to be a jam-packed episode, and it's only going to be me. So I'm sorry about that. Lisa has some stuff going on, and uh, it's just going to be me today, and possibly even next week too. But that's okay, because you know what? I usually do most of the talking anyway and barely let Lisa talk. It's not intentional. It's just the way I do things. I don't like that. And I know a lot of people that watch and listen to this don't like that. But that's just how I am. I just talk and talk and talk. And I actually like doing episodes on my own because I don't have to worry about that. I love doing this with my wife. But then I have to share the microphone. And I like to talk. So if I can do it on my own, it's, it's kind of a party and we have a good time. But we have a lot to talk about today. Like I said, jam-packed. If this is your first time joining me, or I should still say us because it's our channel, we do this every single week in podcast form on all of the podcast platforms, as well as a video version on YouTube. And, um, and yeah, join us every single week to talk all about aquariums and how they are impacting people's lives today. We're going to talk about finding that fish store, particularly for new fish keepers. This is something that came to us from the members discord. If you are a channel member on YouTube, you have access to that discord and you can put your topic suggestions up on what you think we should be talking about on these podcasts. But before we get into that, I got something, a couple of things to talk about. Both of them are kind of dramatic, uh, and I'm going to do my best to not um, fuel that drama because I personally like to stay as far away from drama as I can. I just have no time for it in my life, and I don't need it occupying space in my brain that's already not very large. I don't have a lot of room in this small brain of mine to allow drama in there because I need to keep as much space as possible for positive things in my life. But there was a comment that Lisa shared with me that was going to be a comment of the week which I decided, you know what, this is an important thing because there's some things being said about us. Maybe we should do this first. Usually towards the end of the episode, Lisa and I do comment of the week where we pick something that could be funny, something silly or confusing or mean or whatever, and we talk about it. But this particular comment made me say, you know what, need to address this right up front, right in the beginning of the episode and get it all out there. So, as you may know, if not, now you do, and you should come and join us at these things. Lisa and I travel to aquarium shows all over the country. I'm not gonna name all of the different places that we've been. We have a really good time going to these events and meeting the people and, and stuff like that. Sometimes I do talks and, and it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool thing for us to do. And we have, shows reach out to us every week. I'm not exaggerating. It is every single week. Shows in other countries, shows all over our country, and we can't do them all. We'd be traveling every single weekend. But there was one that reached out to us late last year, 
that is called the Keystone Clash. And that is an event that's happening this weekend. As you are watching this, it's happening this weekend. They reached out to us and asked us if we wanted to come to the event to be a speaker. They, they wanted me to do a talk and, and all of that kind of stuff. And um, we were going to go, but it didn't all work out. And that's pretty much all I've said to the public is, hey, it didn't work out. And I wanted to keep it that way. But there's some things being said to where now I feel like uh, I need to kind of go on the defensive and stand up for myself, even though the person who said this, I'm sure, is a nobody and their comment means nothing. It still affected me because there's these things being said. And I don't like things being said about me that are not true. I'm not going to name names of anything to do with this scenario. Not even the person that put up the comment. But the comment was on a, on a post about the Keystone Clash. I heard KG Tropicals made a bunch of demands which the Clash couldn't give them. So they bailed out. Comma. Divas. Yeah. We're divas. That's why we're not going. We threw out all these demands of the Keystone Clash and they couldn't accommodate us because we're such divas, we bailed out on the show. No, that's not what happened at all. In fact, the story is really quite simple. They reached out to us late last year, again, asking if uh, I would do a talk. They wanted Lisa and I to come up there and, you know, the, the reason why is because we have a, an established following online. And if we say that we're going somewhere, as crazy as it sounds, people will show up there to meet us and give us a pat on the back and tell us that they love our work, which, hey, who doesn't love that, right? That's a beautiful thing. But it happens. It's weird for me to say that, but it's true. When we say we're going somewhere, people go there. I don't know. And so it's only natural for these shows to reach out and, and want us to come to their event. And I told the Keystone Clash, the, my contact there, I said, hey, listen, I'd love to come. Uh, however, I am obligated to three shows. Uh, well, I, I thought it was going to be three in 2023 uh, with Aquashella. I want to make sure there's no conflict with the dates of Aquashella. As long as there's no conflict, I'm sure we'll come up there and, and it'll be a lot of fun. And so we kind of left it there. Well, then a uh, I don't know how much time went by. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Uh, the dates for Aquashella were announced and there was no conflict. So I reached out to the guy uh, or maybe he checked with me. I don't know. One way or another, we got in contact with each other and I said, hey, there's no conflict. We're good to go. And he said, great. We will pay your travel expenses for you to fly up here. Uh, we'll, we'll put you guys up in a hotel. We'll feed you and we'll pay you a speaker's fee for coming up here. Uh, it's in Pennsylvania. We are in North Carolina. And I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. We're not going to fly to Pennsylvania. I mean, for one, I hate flying. It's funny that roles have reversed. It used to be Lisa was terrified of flying. She had never done it. She didn't want to do it. I finally got her on a plane so that we could see the country and, uh, and now it's me that doesn't want to fly. I'm not going to get into all of the reasons why I don't want to fly. But with this particular situation, it didn't matter because it was only a nine hour drive from here 
to the show in Pennsylvania. Now, nine hours is a long time. However, when you consider we're an hour and a half away from our airport, the closest airport to us, we're gonna drive an hour and a half, we're gonna sit at the airport for two hours waiting for all of the nonsense. We're gonna get on the plane, it's an hour and a half long flight. Then we're going to get to the airport. We're going to be there for an hour waiting for people to get their stuff out of the overhead storage, waiting for our bags and, and baggage claim, waiting for a rental car. And then we have to drive an hour to an hour and a half to get to the place where the show is. Like we could just drive and it take the same amount of time. And we can stop every 45 minutes for Lisa to pee or if we want to get a drink or whatever it is. So you know what? You don't have to worry about paying our travel expenses. We're just gonna drive up there. And you know what else? I don't need your speaker's fee. You can take that speaker's fee and just keep it or donate it back to the clubs that are sponsoring this event or putting on this event. I don't need your speaker's fee. And so I kind of felt like I was, you know, kind of throwing them a bone a little bit. It's like, hey, I just saved you six, $700 on airplane tickets. I saved you uh, however much you were gonna pay us for a speaker's fee. I mean, it's not like they were gonna pay me thousands of dollars. It probably would have been a couple hundred dollars, but still, you don't have to give me that. Just donate it to the club. If you wanna put the donation in my name, that's fine, whatever, I don't need it. Um, coming up there to have a good time to meet the people and, and basically get a free vacation, even though we would be paying for gas to get up there and all, but whatever, it was gonna be a good time. That's all that really mattered. Well, ev they were very appreciative, like, oh, wow, thanks, cool, great. We'll see you in September. Well, then a few weeks goes by and we get an email saying, hey, can you go on the site and register so that we can get your ticket and your badge and all of that kind of stuff set up. Sure, no problem. And then also, can you have your wife register and also have her put in this coupon code when she registers so that she can get a 25% discount off of her ticket? Isn't that nice? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. You reached out to John and Lisa from KG Tropicals. John and Lisa. It's, it's not John. It's not Lisa. KG Tropicals is a 50-50 operation. It always has been. It always will be. You don't get one without the other. Sometimes it doesn't work out and only one can go, but we are a package deal. Everyone knows that. And you asked us to come to this event and my wife has to pay for a ticket? My wife, my 50% business partner that's gonna be promoting this event for you on Instagram and on Facebook and making people aware that we, not me, we are gonna be there, which will sell more tickets for you. And she has to buy a ticket to go in at full price? Wait a minute, John, you just said it was a 25% discount. Yeah, that was a promo code that was on the homepage of their website as an early bird special that everyone was able to take advantage of. So she was gonna be paying the same price that everyone else would. Folks, this rubbed me the wrong way. You asked us to come up here. 
You offered to pay me. You offered to pay my expenses. I told you, you don't have to do any of that. And yet my wife has to pay full price for a ticket? No, I'm sorry. I don't operate that way. You can insult me all you want. Not that Keystone Clash did um, insulted me by insulting my wife, but you insult my wife because the email that was sent in response to us was, we cover the expenses of speakers, not spouses. Oh, so she's just a spouse now. The 50% owner, the 50% contributor, and the 50% representation of our company is now just a spouse? No, that's an insult to me, and that's a deal breaker to me. It's an insult to my wife, which is therefore an insult to me, and that is a deal breaker. And I cut off all communication with them. I was not gonna allow there to be any contact about it. The decision was made, no, you insult my wife, that's the end. It's over. We're not coming. Even though he did email a couple more times trying to get me to change my mind and still have Lisa buy a ticket, which is just ridiculous. Um, that, folks, is how it went down. I'm not going to share emails. I'm not going to share names. I'm not going to do all of that because why? I hope the Keystone Clash is a huge success. I hope everybody that's going there has an amazing time. I hope they make a million dollars for the clubs from this show. I hope it's an overwhelming success. It's just not gonna be a success with us being there or having any part of it. I didn't wanna talk about this, like I said, but when there's idiots that are putting up comments about us and they have absolutely no clue of what actually happened, that to me, I can't tolerate that. If you don't like me and you wanna put up comments about me, I'm bald, I have terrible teeth, I'm opinionated, you don't like my opinions, you don't like that I keep peacocks and haps in the same tank, whatever it is that you don't like about me, that's totally fine. But you start spreading things about me and my wife that are not true, I have a huge problem with that. Now let me be very clear. And then we'll wrap this up and have some fun with this show. This comment was not from the Keystone Clash or from a representative of the Keystone Clash. This was just an idiot sitting in his mom's basement commenting about somebody, something that he knew nothing about. That's all it was. But it still rubbed me the wrong way because I don't like rumors being spread about me or my wife. We are not divas. In fact, we're the opposite because everything they were offering us except for the hotel room, we were giving back to them. Keep your money. We don't need it. Those are facts, folks. I, if I need to show receipts, I will, but I don't need to. Keep your money. You don't need to buy us plane tickets. You don't need to pay me a speaker's fee. Keep all of that. So we're the opposite of divas. We were trying to help out the show. And you know what? It could have been a huge benefit to them. You want to know how I know? We were also invited down to Charlotte. And we went down there, not, not the same show, obviously. We went down there to the Aquatic Expo. Sabu uh, reached out to us pr probably around the same time as the Keystone Clash, I'm not sure. Uh, offered all of the same things. I turned all of those things down, uh, just as I did with the Keystone Clash. He was very grateful for that. We showed up to that event and before we even were able to get in line to get into the event, we were mobbed by people. This is, this is factual, folks. Watch our 
uh, vlog on it if you don't believe me. We went and got in line to get into the event and people lined up from us in line wanting to take selfies with us. And then the organizer of the show had to come and get us and say, hey, come on, let, let's, let's take you through. We didn't have to wait in line. We were waiting in line, but we didn't have to because whatever. So we go into that event. It took us an hour before we even found somewhere to put our bags down because every single, it seemed like every single person that we saw there was stopping us, wanting to talk to us, wanting to meet us and take pictures. They had a gorgeous show. They had a very successful weekend. I'm not going to claim that it was because of us, but we certainly helped. There was a lot of people that were there that said they were only there because they heard us talking about it. And that's how it's supposed to be. And that's how it could have been up there. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Keystone Clash would be three times the size as it is if we were there. I'm not arrogant enough to believe that that's true, but there would be some tickets sold because we were promoting it. And I'm not gonna let one of those tickets that sold be from my wife. And here's the last thing. It costs the show nothing to give a ticket, to let somebody walk in the door. Somebody that's been promoting your event this whole time. It costs nothing to do that. But for some reason, they felt like Lisa needed to pay. We don't cover spouses. Do your research, understand who it is that you're talking to. You're not just talking to John. When you're talking to KG Tropicals, you're talking to John and Lisa. We're a package deal. We're always going to be that way. If you can't tolerate that, then fine. We won't go to your show. Just like we're not going to that show. But again, I hope everybody that goes there has an amazing time. I'm sure it's going to be a great event. I, I know a lot of people that are going. Good for them. Have a great time. I hope the show is an overwhelming success. I've got no hard feelings about the show whatsoever. Not crazy about the guy that was my contact there telling me that my spouse had to buy a ticket, but hey, whatever. I'm sure he's a great guy too. It was just a misunderstanding, but it is what it is at this point. And I wouldn't have talked about it if there weren't morons posting that we are divas and we, they couldn't meet our demands. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's absolutely ridiculous. Okay, I wanna talk about a little bit of good news here. Uh, again, you know, the, the beginning of the show here is usually updates on what's going on in our fish room or with our business, stuff like that. Um, and, and I decided to include comment of the week in there. Uh, so this update segment of the show is gonna be a little bit longer than it normally is. I have a fish related update for you that I was super concerned about, but now I'm very happy about. So seven months ago, I think it's seven months ago now, I got my first large saltwater tank in this fish house. It's right behind you. If you turn around, you'll be able to see it. Uh, I love this tank. I am so thrilled with this tank. It's been a lot of fun. Algae in a saltwater tank sucks, but I love that tank. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I've had seven fish uh, since we bought it. And we just recently added two more. Uh, we added a goby and 
a bird wrasse, which are awesome. But before we had those, we had two fox faces, um, an assassin trigger, a spiky burfish, an emperor angel, and two clowns. Awesome combination of fish in this tank. Everything's great. Well, uh, on a sad note, I feel like I do need to mention uh, we did have our first casualty in that tank. That's not what this segment's about, but we had our first casualty and it broke my heart because it was one of my fox faces. Uh, one of those scenarios where I'm keeping up with the tank, I'm testing my water, I'm doing my thing, I'm doing my maintenance, uh, which most of the maintenance is cleaning algae off of the glass, but I'm doing everything I feel like I'm supposed to do. The tank is running great, the fish are super happy, and then all of a sudden, one day, one of the fish is dead. Uh, it was my, I, I forget what, what they call them, just like a standard fox face. Now, if you know anything about the story of this tank, you know that the fox face is the reason why I got this tank. Uh, well, two fox faces. We got two fox faces when we first set it up, uh, and it was in tribute of Jake Adams. The We've got a magnificent fox face, and then we had one of the regular fox faces. The Magnificent I named Jake and the Standard I named RB, which is short for Reef Builders, which is the company that Jake owned. Well, it was RB that passed and I was brokenhearted about that. I, I wouldn't want to see any of the fish in that tank die, but for it to be one of the fox faces was an absolute gut punch. Um, don't know why it happened. It just did. But then something else happened, and this really concerned me. Uh, my assassin trigger has never been the most outgoing fish. This is just a fish that's kind of kind of does his own thing. Most of the other fish kind of congregate together when it's feeding time, and they'll swim around together. The wrasse is all over the place nonstop. But the others, you know, they do well together. They mingle together and, and everything's great. But the assassin trigger always stays off on his own or her own. I don't know what it is. Well, the assassin trigger started acting a little, a little strange, being a little bit more reclusive than he normally is. I'm going to keep saying he, listen, my fish identifies as a he. Okay, there you go. I don't need to explain it anymore. But in all reality, I don't know if it's a male or a female. He wasn't acting the way he normally does. He was being a little bit more shy than normal. And sometimes I'd walk in and I'd be like, where's Wick? I named him Wick because he's an assassin. Where's Wick? Can't find him. Don't know where he is. Um, and then one day I had, whew, this, this was trouble. And this really, really bothered me. And I, I, I do not want this to become me disparaging a product because I don't believe it's this product's fault. It just so happened to be that this product was mixed in with a abnormal fluke, if that even makes sense. Uh, so it's not the product's fault, but I came into the fish house and I have a magnetic algae scraper. I don't want to say the brand, again, because it's not the brand's fault. This scraper, it, it, you know what I'm talking about when I say magnetic scrapers. You slide it across the glass and you can clean the algae off without uh, getting your hands wet. This particular scraper has a sponge on one side 
And if you flip it, there's a razor on the other side or a, or a blade on the other side for really diligent, not diligent, really whatever the word is, bad algae that is hard to get off. You can use that razor side and, and scrape it. Well, I always, when I store this scrape, this, this algae remover thing, I always store it with the blade side towards the glass because I'd rather have the blade up against the glass than have it sticking out into the tank where one of the fish can swim by and cut themselves. I mean, it's just a piece of metal. It's not a razor blade, but still, you never know. So I had it stored in the way that I normally do. I walked in and my assassin trigger was stuck to the sponge on that algae magnet scraper thing. And I thought, oh no, I found him and he's dead. Wick is dead. Two casualties now in this saltwater tank. I'm, this is horrible. I feel so bad. I wish I would have found him before and maybe, maybe I could have done something. I don't know, but I feel really bad about it. And I, with a broken heart, I start to go in there to take him out. And as soon as I touch the outside of the algae scraper, he flutters. I said, oh, well, how are you stuck to this thing? It's not like you've got titanium rods inside of you because you broke bones and it's making you stick to this really, really strong magnet. It turned out that the assassin trigger and I, I don't know a whole heck of a lot about these fish, okay, folks? I, I just keep them, and I love them, and they're awesome. The Assassin Trigger has a very, very sharp anal fin. I, 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 it's a weird-shaped fish. I don't know what the anatomy on this fish is called. There's a very distinct, almost needle that sticks out at the very top of this fish's anal fin. And it was that little needle thingy that was stuck to the sponge. So he was trying to get away from it and he was stuck. Now, if you know anything about these algae scrubbers, it's not just a sponge. The way I describe what this thing is, is that it's almost the one side of Velcro. You know how with, with Velcro, you've got one side that's real, real rough. And then the other side feels like a piece of fuzz. Well, that's what that material is that's on here. It's not just a sponge. And so one of the little thread things on there got stuck to this fish's anal fin and he was just kind of sitting there. And I said, oh no, what am I supposed to do now? I don't really know. You know, I know the fox faces, they're venomous. If you touch their fins, you're not gonna like that very much. I don't think the assassin triggers are, I, I, but I don't wanna risk it. So I had to take tools I didn't pull out a monkey wrench here, folks, but I had to take tools and I ended up having to use a knife, kept them in the water the whole time, and I just used the knife. It was this knife, actually, and I just kind of went boop and kind of popped him off of there. And when I popped him off, he kind of went down. He was really not happy, and he kind of settled underneath some of the rock, and I'm like, man, this is, this is bad. And for a couple of days, I wasn't able to find this fish. But I'm looking at him now. And he is completely back to normal. 
Uh, there's no damage to his fin whatsoever where he was stuck to this thing. And he's behaving the way he was behaving before he became a recluse and started hanging out with that guy that put that comment about us as divas hanging out in his basement. Now he's acting completely like the wick that I got when I first got this fish. So what a humongous relief this is. I, I'm so glad. Uh, I did not know what I was doing. I've never seen a fish get stuck to one of these algae scrapers like that. And this isn't even really something that I'm warning you about because the product that I'm talking about is a great product. I think I've got like 20 of them and I'm not getting rid of them. It's a great product. If they weren't so pricey, I would have them on my website. Uh, cannot sing the praises of this product more. It's not the fault of the product. So if you have one of those things, I don't want you to go getting rid of it because you're afraid your fish are gonna get stuck to it. I've never seen this happen. I've never seen anything like this happen. Of course that means it's gonna to happen to me, but it has a happy ending and I, I'm so thrilled about that. You know, this fish, he's put me through some heartache. Uh, you don't have a fish named John Wick, which his name's really only Wick, but that's a cool name. That's a badass fish. You can't let that fish go. Uh, and uh, the fact that I'm sitting here looking at him right now and he's looking at me, you can't see him uh, and he's happy and he's looking at me like, hey, good looking out, bro. Makes me very, very happy. All right, now that we've got all of the drama out of the way, let's talk about the main topic. This again came to us from the members only discord. We have channel members available, channel memberships available on our YouTube channel. And if you are a member, you get access to the members only discord. And there is a page on there that is for topics for this live stream. And 98Z28 put up what to look for when selecting your fish store beyond no schools of dead fish. Uh, the best way to help a new fish keeper. And this is a great question. There are people that have no interest in going to a fish store because we do so much of our stuff online these days. And I thank you for that. However, you really should be going to a fish store no matter what, uh, you know, even if you're the most reclusive of all recluses like I am, you still need to go to the fish store because you need to see what's out there. You need to talk to other people in person that like what you like. Um, so this is a very good question. And even though I just said we need to go to the fish store, we need to make sure we all do that. It's 2023. And for the last probably, I don't know, how long has it been? Eight or nine years, people have started their research online. Why? Because it's easy. You have it in your hand. You can get all the information that you need right there in the thing that you're either holding in your hand or it's in your pocket. Uh, it's easy to start online and start looking around. What fish stores do I have in this area? What do they look like? I'm gonna read reviews. I'm gonna go on Google Maps and I'm gonna see all of the reviews and I'm gonna see all that kind of stuff and I'm gonna find the place that I should go. And here's the thing, <clears throat> you might, when you do that research, which can we call it research anymore? I kind of hate that. It's like Lisa will walk in the room and she's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm researching buildings. 
No, I'm not. I'm watching YouTube videos about buildings. I'm not researching it. Can we really call it research anymore? Anyway, when you're doing your looking around the old internet.com and you find uh, reviews and you find all these things and you also might find videos that are on YouTube. For a while there, maybe not so much anymore, but for a while there, fish room, or not fish rooms, but fish store tours were it on YouTube. Everybody was doing them, going to different fish stores and, and doing tours of the stores. Um, it's one of those things that kind of ran its course and now it's kind of boring to do those unless you have an absolutely amazing store that no one's ever seen anything like it, then maybe you can pull something like that off. But it, it's not very trendy right now online, but there's still a very good chance that some YouTuber somewhere has done a tour of the store that you're looking into possibly going to and you see it. There's a lot of information that's out there, whether it be through those videos, through reviews, through Yelp, through whatever, you can get a lot of information on a store before you ever set foot in that place. And one of the things, uh, one of the notes that I took down here was you, you might, you might develop a, 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 an image in your head of what you think a fish store is going to be like. Uh, maybe you see my video talking about the, my multiple videos talking about aquariums unlimited in Virginia beach, my favorite fish store. Uh, and this, what I'm about to say does not apply to that store. But what I'm saying is, let's say you live in Paducah, Kansas. You're not going to go to Aquariums Unlimited, but you watch all of these videos. You see fish stores all over the country and you get this mental image in your head that when you walk into these fish stores, it's going to be like, ah, like you're walking in the room and everybody's there and they're all wearing white robes and they're so excited to see you and they just can't wait to pamper you and your hobby and, and just treat you like the God that you are, you really might start feeling like that's the way it's going to be. And if that's the case, oh boy, are you going to be disappointed no matter what fish store you go into. There are some bad ones out there. There's a whole lot of really, really good ones out there. But really, it, I've never really come across one that is like that. Like, ah, you walk in and it's like you're walking on a cloud through heaven. I mean, it, it really isn't like that. Um, and so understand that when you see a tour, first of all, if there is no tour online, of the store that you want to go to might be a reason for that. We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about an example of that in a minute. Uh, but there's probably a good reason why there's not a tour. It's because the place is junk. The place looks terrible. The staff is mean. The tanks are dirty. It smells like diarrhea. You know, whatever it is. I mean, I've had my camera before and I've walked into fish stores and I'm like, all right, new fish store, I'm gonna do a tour. And I walk in and I'm like, nope, I have no desire to film this store because it just, it's just not worthy of being on camera. Not like everything has to be perfect to be on my channel, you know, the Divas channel. It's not like that at all. It's just, 
you know, I don't think this is going to show very well on camera. So if there is, if you can't find any information about your fish store that you're thinking about going to, it's either because uh, it's brand new, just opened three days ago, or people have gone there and just not determined that it's not the kind of place that they would like to put on, uh, not on film, but you know, record digi digitally and upload it to the internet. Um, you know, that's kind of a red flag if you don't see any uh, walkthroughs. Now, there's the opposite of that too, though. I've, I saw, and I actually know the guy. <laughs> I know the guy that did this video. I saw a video one time of a, of a fellow YouTuber that is no longer with us. He didn't pass away. He's just not a YouTuber anymore. Um, and he took a dump on this store. Uh, it was a store I'd never been to before. He went in there and he was like, this is a disgrace. This is terrible. It's horrible. It's dirty. It stinks. The people are mean. This place is disgusting. I would suggest no one ever go here. Well, that's not going to stop me. I went to it anyway, and I had the exact opposite uh, experience when I went in there. Yeah, it wasn't like walking into a science lab. It was dirty. There were hoses on the floor. There was water on the floor. It wasn't, the presentation wasn't the best, but it was nothing like the experience that that other YouTuber had. And so, you know, there are people out there, uh, I'm not going to name any names or anything like that, but it was as, as popular as it was to do fish store tours back in the day. And when I say back in the day, it was like, what was it, 2017, 2018, when it was like at its peak, fish store tours were the best, like everybody was doing them, uh, except me, because I wasn't actually doing YouTube at the time. Um, it was a trend to not only do fish store tours, but it was also a trend for certain channels to shit on fish stores, to go in there and find the things that were wrong and make sure to highlight those in the videos. And you know what? It worked because they got lots and lots and lots of views. But that's not really my style. If I go into a place and I'm intending to film it and it's a S show, I, I'm just not going to waste my time. And I'm not going to disparage this company. I've been a fish store owner. My fish store didn't always look perfect. In fact, it never looked perfect. But, you know, I've been there. I understand how much it is to keep up with all this stuff. And, uh, you know, sometimes you walk in and it's a bad day. And I think that's what it was when this other YouTuber went into this store that I went into. I think he went into that store on the wrong day. And the owner was the only one that was there. Uh, I happened to know... I, from talking to the owner after all this happened, I happened to know he was going through some pretty significant health problems at the time. Uh, his, he was taking care of this whole business and it was a lot and it was a bad day to be in that store. And I personally don't think that a fish store owner should be punished for having a bad day. I don't think you should put that on video. Uh, in fact, the owner said to the owner told me that he told that YouTuber, hey, could you just come back another day? And the YouTuber said they would, but never did. And then put that video out just completely trashing them. Uh, so when I walked in, he had no clue who I was, which is good. I like it that way. And I said to him, I said, hey, you know, I'm one of those, those wacky YouTube fellas. Would you ever mind me getting any footage of here? And he was like, no. 
no, I do not want you to get footage of this place. And I was like, why? And that's when he told me the whole story about the other YouTuber, uh, which I already knew because I had already seen it. Uh, and I was like, well, you know, that's unfortunate. I didn't tell him I know that YouTuber. I just said, yeah, that sucks. You know, I understand that you don't want to do that. Well, what I ended up doing, this is just a sidebar. I ended up going back there. Uh, I don't know. It was a couple of months later. And the owner was actually not in the store because he was bedridden from his illness. And I said, you know what? I don't care what he said. I'm going to do a video. And I told the people at the store, they actually, uh, the employees that were there at the time knew who I was. And, uh, and I said, hey, look, I'm going to make a video. And, uh, and I did. And hopefully it helped. I don't know. Uh, last time I drove by that place, which would have been probably two years ago, they were still in business. I hope they still are. This is a tough business to be in. So what I'm getting at, that was a very long-winded uh, way of saying when it comes to reviews, when it comes to uh, videos that you see, it's going to go, there's, a, there's so many different ways that it can go. If every single review you see and every single video tour you see and every bit of footage that you see is all positive, I think there's probably a real good shot that that's going to be a good store. But if you see mixed reviews, I, I don't think people get it that these people might have just had a bad day or it might have been YouTubers trying to emphasize problems with the store like that one did. Uh, also no longer a YouTuber. So <laughs> I guess that's kind of a trend. We see when you do videos shitting on fish stores, you don't last long. Anyway, that's a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> it might've just been a bad day. And that's the video that you're seeing from that particular YouTuber. Um, but regardless, there's so much information out there that when you walk, you should be able to go to a fish store and feel like you've already been there because you've seen all of the pictures, you've seen all of the videos, you've heard on social media and all this kind of stuff. You, you, you go into the fish store, you recognize the employees because you've seen them in videos. It's like you've been there and that's, that's really, really cool. Um, but there's this other thing. Uh, there is putting lipstick on a pig still a pig. It's just a pig with lipstick on it to make it look a little better. Um, I have experienced myself uh, social media posts that have been put up about a fish store and they do it in a way to make the store look completely different than it actually is. You walk into the store and you're like, this is not what I expected at all. This is not what I've seen in the videos. This is not what I've seen on Instagram. No, what you saw on Instagram or on YouTube was everything set up perfectly. They built a set. They have this particular angle that shows the aquarium from this way. And so you can't see all that carnage that's in the back. All you see is what they want you to see. And you don't see all of the nonsense that's going on around it. That is common too. And you know what? I don't blame them a bit. If you're a store owner, you don't want to put pictures up of your place looking like trash. You want to put photos up that look nice and are going to sell the business for you. So I don't, I'm not mad at anybody, but I had uh, an experience at a fish store one time 
again, not going to name names because it's not my job to disparage fish stores, uh, where I didn't even feel like I was in the right place. I'd seen videos on YouTube. I'd seen posts that Lisa had shared with me uh, on, on whatever social media. And I was like, this place looks legit. This place looks really good. We're on our way somewhere. This place is on the way. Let's stop and let's take a look at it. And when I walked in the door, I was like, what is this place? This is gnarly. Like, th this is not what I saw in the pictures. And that's an example of them putting lipstick on the pig. Again, don't blame them. I hope they are wildly successful. Um, the store also reeked of weed. But anyway, I understand I'm the old man in the room. But, you know, that's an example of having an image in my head of what I'm about to walk into. And then when I walk into that place, it's nothing like what I was expecting. So even though you can do all of the research, research in the world, um, and you can get as much information as possible and feel like you have a really good understanding of what a place is, online, you get all that information, you're really never going to know until you actually set foot into uh, that place. Now, let's talk about my experiences back in the day. And when I say back in the day, I'm not talking about that far back. I'm talking about 2010, 13 years ago. Uh, there was internet. There was plenty of internet, as a matter of fact. Uh, there was social media wasn't what it is now. It wasn't a lifestyle like it is now in the way that everybody gets all of their information. Uh, but social media was a thing, but it, it wasn't anything like it is now. So when you would walk into an establishment, you really had no idea what you, you were getting into. And I had two completely different experiences uh, at two different stores. And this is why I would tell you I can know within 30 seconds of walking into a fish store whether it's going to be a good one or not. And I can't tell you whether it's going to be around for a long time or not because we'll get to that later. But, you know, I can walk in the room and I can be like, yep, this is an example of what it should be. Or I can walk in the room and say, mm -mm, no, no, just no, just no. <laughs> two examples of that. Uh, one, I do not remember the name of, and the other, I do remember the name of, but I'm not going to tell you what it was. Um, these are both stores I'll never go into ever again because I don't live in that state anymore. But uh, in my travels as a fish, uh, what? As a furniture repair person, I would drive all over the state of Virginia and Maryland and go all over the place. Well, if there was ever a fish store, of course, I would go in to that fish store. Uh, there was one that was in Alexandria, Virginia. This fish store was a fish store like no other I've ever seen to this day. I've never seen a store more open. I've never seen a store more clean. And I've never seen aquariums presented in the way that this store did this. Uh, it, it was absolutely incredible. There wasn't a lot of product in the store. And we'll, it might give you an idea of why what happened happened, but wasn't a whole lot to see. But what there was to see was absolutely gorgeous. I've seen videos of the ADA studio down in, uh, in Houston, uh, Jeff Sensky's place, that is just 
like you, it's a gallery. You walk in there and it's like you're in an art gallery, a museum. They literally call it a gallery. The store kind of looked like that. But then you go into this back area and there was all the, the tanks. I think they had the Mars systems uh, with all of the fish for sale and, and stuff like that. It was just glorious. And I walked in and the store owner could not have been more friendly. This was before I was on YouTube. So of course they had no, no clue who I was. Um, it, it was just the most pleasant experience I've ever had walking into a fish store. Well, the other one was the exact opposite. This other one, again, not going to say where it was or what it is. I've talked about this store a lot, though. Was the, everything I just said about this place in Alexandria, it's the opposite of that. You walk in, it stinks. It's not the one that smells like weed, but it stinks in there. It smells like a room full of aquariums. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's dead fish. The tanks are disgusting. They're horrible. The floors are dirty. The walls have cobwebs. It's just funky. Uh, they have some cool fish. They have some neat fish, but it's just not, it's not inviting. It's not pleasant. Uh, I bought a lot of fish from that store, but you know, they had good fish. It's just the way they presented those fish was terrible. And the staff was a nightmare. I walked around that store the first time I ever went in there for 20 minutes before anybody even addressed me. They even knew I was there, which is weird because, I mean, I'm not going to reach in a tank and steal a fish and walk out with a fish flopping in my hands. But, you know, it's like, hello, where is everybody? Nowhere to be found. Two completely opposite experiences. Um, which one do you think, give you one guess, which one of those two stores do you think is still in business? It's not the one that was fancy. Nope, not even close. That one closed down like a year after I was there. Um, and the one that was nasty, still in operation to this day, I checked on Google Maps. Although KG Tropicals and King George, eight years after it closed, still shows up on Google Maps. So maybe not, but I, I actually, I know that store is still there because I looked down in the reviews and there were recent reviews. So I know that store, the one that was bad, uh, was still open. And I think it's under new ownership and hopefully it's really, really good now. Hopefully they've turned things around. That one's still in business, but the one that was super fancy was not. And I could, I can tell you why I think the one shut down and the other didn't. The one that's nasty, the reason why it's nasty is because it is run by a shoestring budget. It's in an area that is not a very nice area. I'm not going to explain where it is, um, but it's <clears throat> it's not the kind of place you would want to frequent at night. It's just a bad area. You know, there's there's a lot of crime there. There's a lot of drugs there. And the store's right in the middle of that. It's just, it's a really not a good area. I would not let Lisa go there by herself. Um, the other one, the one that shut down, was in a really pristine shopping center uh, right in the middle of Alexandria, Virginia, that's super busy, super highly populated. It's most of the population works for the United States government there. So there's a lot of money there, which means that the store, probably the rent on his store that was probably 3000 square feet was probably $20,000 a month. And he has a store 
that <clears throat> is more of a gallery than it is an actual retail store. There's not a whole lot to buy there. And what there is to buy is nickel and dime stuff. This was just a business that was doomed to fail. It was too nice in too nice of an area. It cost too much to run and they couldn't keep it up. I'm just guessing that. I don't know anything about why that store got shut down. I, I don't know, but just looking at it, that's what I would guess happened. And, and it's unfortunate because it was such a good experience going into that place. Point that I'm trying to make is you can learn a lot in the first 30 seconds of actually walking into a fish store. And the value that you'll get from that is way better than what you can get online from reviews, from videos. Videos are great because you can look and I've seen this. I've actually had this happen where I'm looking at something, you know, somebody's doing a tour of a, of a place and they're like, this looks terrible. And I'm seeing the same thing that person's seeing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It doesn't look bad to me. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to listen to what the, the creator is saying about the place. You can learn a lot about uh, what the, the store is from videos, from reviews. Understand that most people that write reviews are writing because they're mad. So just take that for what it's worth. You know, people that have really good experiences aren't as likely to go do reviews. It's usually people that are pissed off that have a gripe. They're the ones that, uh, that put up reviews. People that have an ax to grind. So you can learn a lot, but you're also kind of limited as to the information that you can get online. Um, and none of that equals the first 30 seconds in the store. So my advice to that question, how, how to find the right for the right fish store, start online, find out, you know, you, you might, here's the reason why it's smart to try online. This happened to me. Uh, I don't even remember when this was. It was a long time ago. Again, still when I was in uh, my furniture repair business, I was looking online for fish stores and I found one. It was called Richmond Aquarium in Richmond, Virginia. And I was like, cool, I'm gonna check that out while I was there, uh, while I was in Richmond. I did that. It was exclusively a saltwater store. Now that's not a bad thing. It was a glorious store. I love that store. I would love to go back to that store one day. It was beautiful, but it was only saltwater. So there was nothing in there for me. Uh, if I had known that, I probably wouldn't have stopped there. Not that I don't wanna see the saltwater stuff, but I went like 25 minutes out of my way during my work day. I still got work to do, so I'm kind of stressed out, but I wanted to swing through and see what it looks like. And, and it was a complete waste of my time. There's nothing for me there. Today, it would have been very different because I have that tank with the, with the assassin trigger in it named John Wick. Um, but back then, I didn't have any saltwater tanks. So yeah, it's cool, but it doesn't really interest me. So you can avoid making mistakes like that. Um, you know, it might be a store that is, yeah, it, it, there's aquariums in there, but it doesn't have anything in it that you like. So be aware of that. Uh, you, and you can prevent that by getting the information online. Um, I would look at pictures. I would look at videos if there are some. I would look at uh, social media. I would read reviews. 
hopefully get unbiased information from regular people that have been there. Uh, and then, you know, make a list of the stores that you want to try out or do what I do and just go to your Google Maps and star those stores. These are now stores that I want to stop at and give them a chance. And then the best thing that you can do is just walk into that store. Just walk in and I'm telling you, within 30 seconds, you're going to know. Yes, this is a great place. I have been to so many fish stores in my time. I've been to great ones. I've been to terrible ones. I've been to ones that I felt like the government should have come in and shut down. And all of those I knew within the first 30 seconds. Oh, this place is going to get a lot of my money. Or I wouldn't dare spend a dime in here. Now, we all have this dream of <laughs> we have a store that's five minutes away from us and it's beautiful and it has everything that we ever want and the staff is amazing and I, I walk in there and they've got fresh coffee for me and it's just the best. We all dream about having that, but those stores are few and far between and I'm willing to bet that it's not within five minutes of your house. So you can keep dreaming about that or you can look online, you can get some information, and then you can go actually set foot in those stores and see what the deal is. Now, if you are a beginner and you've never done this before and you're going to a fish store because you want face-to-face -face information before you buy your first tank and all that kind of stuff, you, you feel better doing that instead of watching videos and all that kind of stuff, I get it. Well, this is another thing that you're gonna know within the first 30 seconds. At least me, I know, based on how the staff reacts to you walking in and based on how willing they are to give information to you. The good ones will spend as much time with you as you need. The bad ones will be too busy for you. So just remember that. If you walk in there and, you know, sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's hard as that person, the person on the other side that gets, you know, you're in the middle of a bunch of stuff. You got this order of fish that just came in. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do water changes. There's algae over there. You got all this stuff going on with your fish store. And somebody walks in and says, can you tell me everything I need to know about starting my first aquarium? That's really tough. And I'm going to be brutally honest. Sometimes I failed at that when I had my store because it's just the circumstances are what they are. I'm not telling you don't go into a fish store and ask that question. I encourage you and you're going to know within 30 seconds if that store, if the person at the store is like, like I did a couple times, not every time, once or twice, I would be like, oh my God. And I don't know if they could see it in my face, but I could feel it. Uh, are they that way or are they like, of course I will. Of course I'll tell you everything you need to know. Let's get started. Welcome to the world of aquariums. If they treat you that way, you just found a fish store for life. Trust me, because those are hard to find. It's even more hard to find an employee that conducts themselves that way. You'll almost always get that from the owners unless they're bedridden because of an illness <laughs> like that one poor guy. 
you'll almost always get that from the owners because they have a vested interest in getting you to learn aquariums so that you'll keep coming back to buy stuff from them. But to get that from an employee, oh, that's next level. That, that is the sign of a really good store, a really good owner, and a really good employee. There you've found yourself a winner. So put them to the test. Walk in the door. Get that first impression. See how the employees treat you. And yes, it can be a Petco or a PetSmart. Don't be afraid to go to those places. You might not get all of the information you need, but it's worth a shot. I've run into a whole lot of people at big box stores that are amazing and just as educated about fish as I am. So don't be afraid to go to the big box stores. Yes, it's true. You might go to that one that the guy that knows fish is gone for that day. <clears throat> I, there's nothing you can do about that. But those are good resources too, usually. You never really know. But I, I don't know if that helps with that question or not. Uh, fish stores are tricky. When you find a good one, it's like finding the jewel of the Nile. It's like finding that diamond in the rough. Uh, it is hard to find that amazing fish store that does everything right. Um, and when you do, consider yourself lucky. Consider yourself to almost be as fortunate as a lottery winner because it's hard. It's hard on both sides. And uh, I hope this helps you out to have some things to look for when you're looking for the fish store, especially if you're new. All right, let's move on to my favorite segments of the day. Lisa's World! Wait a minute, John. Lisa's World? Lisa's not here. No, she's not, but I am going to do Lisa's World for Lisa. Listen, folks, I got to tell you something. I love my wife, and, and I, but I'm very proud of her because she has done something that some of you know about, uh, not all of you do, but I want more of you to know what she's doing. Uh, Lisa has become quite the rescuer of cats. We all know Lisa is a crazy cat lady. Believe me, I know. She definitely is. But this property that we live on came with two cats. And Lisa and I frequently walk around our neighborhood uh, and we see cats everywhere particularly right down the street from us. And uh, a couple of those cats kind of migrated their way over to our property. They would come at night when the other two cats are locked up in the barn and, uh, and, and Lisa would feed them. And then when that happened, more would show up. And then next thing you know, they're telling their two friends and they tell two friends and they tell two friends. Next thing you know, I think there's like eight stray cats that come around our property at night and a possum that she named Frankie. Really, really cute. But she has turned this into something that I never expected her to. In fact, she is entertaining the idea of registering as a, a nonprofit uh, and becoming a rescue, a, a real legit rescue, because if she does that, you know, the veterinarians will treat her different because she's taking these cats and paying money to get them fixed and stuff like that. She's saving these cats. And there is a batch that came to us. Uh, there was a, a female that came to us a while back that uh, was obviously pregnant. And then she came back and wasn't pregnant anymore. And we're like, oh, where's your kittens? And then like a month and a half later, she escorts her kittens over to us. Like, here, here they are. 
take care of them now. So now we have all these kittens in the house, four of them, uh, plus that mama. Uh, we've it, It's absolute madness. But the reason why I'm talking about this is to thank you. Uh, she would be doing this if she was here. Uh, she did not ask me to do this. I'm doing this on my own. I want to thank you because I'm willing to bet that the people who have done what I'm about to thank us, thank you for, are here watching this because they watch both channels. Lisa has a channel called Roots and Whiskers, um, and where she talks about cats and she talks about plants, but almost always cats. And she, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know, decided to put up and and make public a Amazon wish list uh, through her channel just to help because she's spending a ton of money on food, spending a ton of money on vet bills. We just had two uh, boys neutered last week um, and they're still hanging around every single day, but love those two guys. Uh, she's putting a lot of money into this and she was like, eh, maybe people want to contribute. A lot of people are asking, how can I help and all this kind of stuff. So maybe people want to contribute. I'll put out a wish list and let me just tell you the Postal Service, because out here the Postal Service delivers Amazon packages, they are here a lot delivering packages from Amazon that are purchased from that Amazon wish list. And to all of those people, I want to say thank you. I don't know the names of those people. You know who you are, and she will be thanking you on her channel, but I just wanted to say thank you to all of those people because it's absolutely amazing because I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you there's been a couple of times where I've been like you paid how much and it can be like hello I completely support her I love these cats too let's keep that a secret but I, I love playing with these cats and stuff like that too especially the kittens they're a lot of fun if you want to see what she's got going on with these cats um, her channel is Roots and Whiskers. I'll put it in the description uh, below this video and in the show notes for the podcast. Check it out. If you're a cat lover, you'll love it. She's going to be putting up all kinds of videos about all of these cats that she's rescuing. And she's going to be trying to find homes for them and will be using that YouTube channel to do that. Uh, in fact, three of the cats that are on her channel are already claimed by other people that saw it on YouTube. So super excited about what she's doing. And I personally, she's gonna do it too, but I personally wanted to thank everybody that's contributed to that Amazon wish list. I'm not gonna put up a link to it or anything like that because I'm not asking people for donations. If you want to contribute to that, go to her Roots and Whiskers channel. You can find the wish list there. And, uh, it, you know, if you want to be a part of that. But check it out. It's very, very cool. Now, let's move into something very interesting that happened to me yesterday. John's World. I had this happen to me, something that when I told Lisa about it, she said, I've heard of that. I've heard of people doing that. And it, and it just it just shocked me. So yesterday, uh, I was working, doing my normal thing. Lisa went to our daughter's field hockey game. Uh, she's made it a point she's not going to miss a game because this is our daughter's senior year. Uh, I can't make every game because somebody has to stay back here and work. 
but uh, I will get to a couple games this year. But she went to the game yesterday, so she was gone, which meant for dinner I was on my own, which meant uh, we know where I went. I went to McDonald's because I cooked my own breakfast. I cooked my own lunch, but mama ain't home. She ain't never going to buy me McDonald's, so I'm going to go get McDonald's. Drive to McDonald's about eight minutes away, sitting in the drive-thru, put in my order, number 2B uh, with a Coke with no ice, pull up to the window, have my card. Here you go. And the lady says, oh, no, the, the guy ahead of you paid for yours. I said, uh, was that a mistake? And she said, no, he just said he wanted to pay for it. And now at this point, I'm looking like, do I, mom, is that you? Like, do I, do I know this person? I'd never seen this person before in my life. They were in a similar truck to me. So maybe they were like, I like that guy's style. I want to do that. But I've never had, I, I looked at the, the McDonald's person and I was like, is this real? Like, did that really just happen? And she said, yeah, you're good. Here's your receipt. Okay. <laughs> so I drive on and this guy's pulling away now. It's not like I can say thank you and all this kind of stuff. He didn't want me to thank him. He just pulled off. And I know it was a he because I was, I could see when he was ordering ahead of me, I could see him in the, in the, in his mirror. I wouldn't be in weird. I just, you know what I'm talking about. So I could see him in front of me. Uh, driving a, a green Chevy uh, Silverado. I have a GMC Sierra. Same thing, though. Um, actually, no, Sierras are better. But anyway, you are still a nice guy for doing that. Uh, we're in similar trucks. I'm looking at his truck. He had a, a hunting dog cage in the back. And so uh, it's the vehicle in front of me at the drive-thru, of course. I'm looking at him. And, uh, and, and it was just like, cool, you know, just like another guy. But then I find out this guy, for no reason whatsoever than to just be a good guy, paid for my dinner. And, I, and, and it was just, I was absolutely blown away. I'd never had anything like that happen to me in my life. And I pulled away, I'm driving off, and I'm hoping that maybe I can catch up to him, but no, he's gone. And, uh, and, and then it hit me, I was like, oh, wait a minute. That was a really nice thing that guy did maybe I should have done the same thing. That would kind of make sense, right? Maybe I should have at the time, I should have said, okay, well, if I don't have to pay for mine, let me pay for theirs. And there was a line behind me. It was dinner time. Maybe that would just continue. And, you know, somebody started this, but I don't know. But I didn't think about that until I was like three miles away from the restaurant. But, uh, but that was such a cool thing. And I, I've never, I've never experienced anything spontaneous. I've had a lot of nice people do a lot of nice things for me, but I've never had a complete stranger do something like that. I mean, that, that was just, that was so cool. You, the person who paid for my McDonald's last night, um, you don't know me. You're certainly not watching this, but if you are the guy that was driving the green Chevy Silverado with the beagle rack in the back, thank you. That was really nice. And the dinner tasted so much better because you paid for it for me. Uh, I just thought that was absolutely fascinating. And you, no matter what the news says, no, ma no matter how many dark and scary things we see on the news, there's still good people out there. And yesterday 
was proof of that. So anyway, if you can't tell already by all of the pauses that I've had to take, uh, my throat is a wreck because I've had to do all of the talking today. Uh, but this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and, and bearing with me without having Lisa here. If you could do me the favor of sharing this podcast with your friends that you know like listening to people ramble on about aquariums and fish stores and cats and, and all of their free McDonald's, uh, do me that favor of sharing that with them. Got some big, big things coming up in the next couple of weeks that I can't wait to share with you. It's going to be jam-packed and it's going to be fun. Thank you so much for hanging in there with me and I will see you next week.